What lame idea do you have this time, Sean? Sean! I know you're just trying to get a uh, stinger out of me, so I'm not going to play into your hand. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. I'm Alan Girding. This is the podcast about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under our table. And with me, I have Sean. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We got some things to talk about this episode. One of the things is this is a zero episode. means that this is a launch pad for people who don't want to go all the way back to episode one so you can catch up and learn about the podcast who we are why you should give a damn about this show let's get real for a second we just what did we just do sean we just did something before we hit the record button we just watched tom vassal of the dice tower give his review of world championship russian roulette and what did you think I feel great. I think it was a really solid review. I think he hit on the parts that might upset people, and I think he hit on the parts that are great selling points. And at the end of the day, he gave it the Dice Tower seal of approval. So, like, yeah. there's not much more he can do except put it in the top ten list or something like that. He uh, he liked the game. I, I like it a lot. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm super glad. You definitely had a different attitude going in because he talked about the theme first, and I thought, oh, no, this is... This isn't going to go well. Alan was spiraling hard. We're like listening and he's like, he hates it. He hates every second of this. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's just talking. (laughs) And now it's time for another Dice Tower Review with Tom Vassell. Hey folks, I'm Tom Vassell. And today we're taking a look at World Championship Russian Roulette. This is from the same folks who made Two Rooms and a Boom, Tuesday Night Productions. And this game is a game in which you are participating in the fun sport of Russia Roulette, where you spin the trigger to a gun, place it to your head, and hopefully you draw a click instead of a bang. Um, Why you would go to a world championship of this is beyond me. Why you'd want to play such a game is beyond me, not the, the board game, the actual Russian Roulette. I now understand that, but it is what it is. That is the theming of the game. He's got kind of a dry way. Yeah, he was just very dry during it, and I was just so concerned. But he said it doesn't overstay its welcome, it's a great filler, and he complimented the rules being written, so yay, it feels so good. It's so good! And Anthony, good work, sir. Also, to our Kickstarter backers who went through there, helped us clean up the rules big time. We had tons of feedback on... We um, made it open-sourced. And people were really good. <laughs> One guy was mad, and it was pretty funny. He was like, uh, you shouldn't ask for editing work for free because editor is a job, and you should pay for it, blah, 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 blah. And that's a topic for another episode. But people that did a good job editing this document for free, we've, we've tapped out in the future to do paid work for yeah. us. So I don't know what to tell you. But we got really good... Proofreading. We got really great proofreading from our backers on this. So they did a phenomenal job across the board, templating, checking components. I mean, they really, they really poured through that thing with a a fine tooth comb. So yeah, great, great job for all of them. Good work, everybody. Thank you so much. So speaking of which, that's who we are. We're Tuesday Night Games. We are game publishers. It's a company of two. I'm Alan Girding, and the other sexy voice you're hearing is Sean McCoy. We got together, and we designed a game together. What was our first game, Sean? 
Our very first game ever was uh, Mage Wars. No, it was uh, Two Rooms and a Boom. Yeah, Mage Wars is where we met. I was a playtester for Mage Wars, and what was your job title for Arcane Wonders, who published Mage Wars? I was the director of operations. I remember you got to wear the Hand of the King pin on your chest. Oh, speaking of Hand (laughs) of the King, did you watch uh, the premiere of Game of Thrones? I did. What'd you think? Did you like it? No, don't do any spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? Oh, wow. It's good. It's a good show. I like it. It's my favorite show. I know it's your favorite show. It's it's like seeing an old friend again. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, these people. Um, so it's nice. Nice. I was telling Lindsay, who hasn't seen... Lindsay, Sean McCoy's girlfriend slash partner. She's only seen the first episode of season one, and now the first episode of... of uh, first episode of season seven now, also. And uh, she was enjoying it, but I was talking to her about it. And I said, usually Game of Thrones is the best 10 minutes after the season finale ends. <laughs> Usually that's when it's at its peak goodness is right after the show's over and you're going like, oh man, I can't believe we got to wait another year for this. And all the theories start coming out about like, what did this mean and what's happening? But she really enjoyed it. I think most people enjoy it. It's a phenomenal show and it's an exciting time to be alive because Game of Thrones is on. Yay to living. But yeah, so we made Two Rooms and a Boom. We were pitching it to other companies, including Arcane Wonders, who uh, made Mage Wars. And we decided, hey, let's make the dumb mistake of publishing it ourselves. And so we did the old Kickstarter thing and published that. And then our second game was World Championship Russian Roulette, which was released middle of May. And so we're waiting for reviews. And now Tom Vassell has reviewed it. Really exciting time for us. So really cool. And then uh, somewhere along the line, I wanted to do a podcast. I asked SBJ, who was a big fan of Two Rooms in a Boom and always played at Gen Con. I said, hey, you do a podcast. It's super effective. It's super popular. I want to do a podcast about board gaming. You want in on this? And he said, yeah. Uh, But SBJ hasn't been on in a while, and I think we should talk about SBJ a little bit and let people know he will come back, but as a guest star type level. SBJ actually has a new podcast about the Monster Hunter video game series out right now. The Carve. The Carve, that's right. I haven't listened to it, but I've been really interested in Monster Hunter. It's really good. He shouted us out. He talked about Tuesday Night Podcast, so I was like, oh, well, let's talk about SBJ too. He's just doing bigger and better stuff, and he's just sort of a podcast celebrity, and I think he got us to a really good point here with the show, and then uh, I think it was time for him to like sort of creatively tackle new challenges, if that makes sense. And so we love him, and we're always grateful for him and everything he did for the show, and uh, he'll be with us at the Gen Con Live podcast. If you're going to be at Gen Con, he'll be there. Um, And he'll be stopping back by, you know, just as a friend and fan of the show whenever he's got time, but for now... You're stuck with us two dumbasses. (laughs) And whoever else we bring along this ride. I cannot be grateful enough for what SBJ's done. As far as even setting up our website and the podcast, he just made it really, he's taught me so much. He made me the man who I am today. But using his words that he said in The Carve, he said, we parted ways, it was completely mutual. It's just, I didn't have time to play games and host the show. And that's totally legit. That's exactly what happened. And I'm really excited to have him back on the show when he can. And I'm really excited about the live Gen Con podcast, because that's the time where we get to meet the listeners. What do we call our listeners, Sean? They're called Napes. 
Even just one more thing about SBJ, even uh, some of you may have heard that SoundCloud is going to be like financially insolvent in something like 40 days. And, you know, that's still up in the air as to whether or not that's true or not. Or that's true, but it's still up in the air as to whether that's going to change or not. Um, but we host our show on SoundCloud and SBJ was the guy who texted us like, hey, should I be worried about this? And he had already done a ton of research, looked into it, written a huge post on Reddit for people who were wondering about it. He was like, no, you guys are going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. They're like the 50th most visited site of the web's. So somebody's going to buy them out. They're going to get more money. Even Chance the Rapper, who you may know from um, Kanye's latest album, if you're into hip hop, stepped in and said, like, I'm going to save SoundCloud because I think he got a lot of his early start from SoundCloud, like posting mixtapes and stuff. Oh, so cool. So we're not worried about it. But it was just funny that, like, even with him not being a part of the show, I was like, hey, uh, this podcast affecting thing, should we be worried about it? And he, you know, of course, gave his best advice and everything. So always sweet to have him hanging around. But, yeah, we call our... um, listeners knaves whether they like it or not yeah but they don't have to be a knave because they can become a knight this podcast is unlike a lot of the other board gaming podcasts and if you have a story that you want to share then you should go ahead record it make it less than 10 minutes send it in and if it's good we're totally gonna publish it and then knight you so no longer are you a knave you're a knight i've really enjoyed the submission so far and i can't wait to show you delton brax submission you want to hear it sean yeah i'd love to let me give you a little intro to this this is the coolest thing ever because this is the first submission where delton did all of his own editing and he even did all his own music editing I know one thing SBJ taught me is that I should no longer use any type of music that we don't have the license to, so I haven't been. Here's the cool thing. Delton Brack actually put in music that is Creative Commons and gave the musical attribution. So this is the first time I'm going to play a Nave Tonight's Mission where I've done absolutely nothing to the audio. So I'm excited for you to listen to this. So for this story... I need to take it back several years. 2012, I turned 21. And of course, like every young, dumb 21-year-old, I wanted to party in a hotel room. This was easily set up, and many of my friends attended. Luckily, one of my friends was wise beyond his years. He invited the girl I had a huge crush on. I had talked to this girl on and off for two years before this party. I hadn't seen her in a long time, so I was nervous and excited that she was going to show up. Fast forward a month after a great party, and we are dating. She knew before we started dating that I played board games. However, she always thought it was Monopoly and Apples to Apples. She didn't expect Kingsburg, Fresco, Catan, and the other dozen or so games I owned at the time. Luckily for me, this didn't scare her off. She appreciated my enthusiasm toward games, and was more than willing to try some. She even bought me a ticket to ride that Christmas, the first game she ever gifted me. I introduced her to every game I owned, and we played every time she made a trip down to see me on weekends, if I didn't go up to see her. After playing plenty of games, I began to purchase more and more. I finally got my hands on the one I thought she would love, being a political science nerd. 1960 the making of the president, arrived at my apartment door in two short days. I sent a picture of the cover of the rulebook and of the board setup to her. I devoured the rules front to back to ensure the smoothest possible play. I set the board up, shuffled the cards, dealt the hands, and had the game sitting on my table ready to go. 
Almost an entire week went by, and she finally had finished her homework and had the time to come and relax away from her three roommates. She came into the apartment and saw the massive board set up, and oohed and ahed at the cards in her starting hand. After some dinner, we sat down to play. I explained the rules no problem. She grasped them quickly, as was to be expected. We started off slow, her as Kennedy, me as Nixon, campaigning in our states that we already had majority in. We began to fight each other over some large states, sometimes sweeping through small ones, and other times fighting over media control in regions. The game became more and more tense, and the longer we played, the more strategic we became. Our moves were calculated and precise. It finally reached the last turn. We couldn't quite tell who was winning, but I thought she was leading by a narrow margin. I got the last actions of the round. Good old Nixon got one last chance to change voters' minds with a campaign. I decided to grab New York. I reached into the bag that determined these things and pulled out three cubes to see if I could successfully take her influence off of New York to allow it to be an undecided state. Somehow I succeeded. I pulled three cubes from the bag and wiped her three influence off of the board. New York was empty. Voters were undecided. We tallied up votes, adding every state we controlled to the total and trying to come out on top. I then noticed something that we both missed. New York may be blank, but I controlled media in the Northeast. New York was mine. I cheered and hoorahed as I barely took victory. New York was worth 45 electoral votes. That was enough to swing me ahead of her by a mere 36 votes. That one single state was all it took. She shook her fist at me and smiled. She congratulated me on the amazing win and we discussed our strategy and that game was talked about all night. That day was one of our fondest gaming memories. And now that we are married, we play many games together, but that memory is always going to be at the top. The game was a fun match of wits between us, and with a little luck, I came out on top. Ever since then, she wins 80% of the games we play. Luck-based games, abstract games, and Euro games. She wins far too often. But I will always remember the time I took New York right out from under her feet. Now, that is a knave tonight submission, man. That was crazy he's way better than i am at editing and i have no shame in saying that because that was so good the crescendos the falls the pacing it was a love story to board games and his now wife i just i don't know i'm sorry i just i'm besides myself i love it i love it just a beautiful story i'm, I'm constantly impressed by the Knave Tonight stories we get in. And if you're worried that you can't do a story this good, please don't be. Please somebody send in a shittier one so we can have the bar lowered a little bit because they've all just been such great audio and stories. You know, we've had good storytellers for sure here. I like it because I couldn't care less about 1960, uh, the making of a president, the game, at all. But that's what's great about board games is even a game that you would never play, which there are tons of that I've played in my life, the connection that you make with the people at the table is so much more important. I mean, that's what family games are, right? Does anyone love to play Monopoly or Clue? Like, I'm sure they do, but the memories you have are of playing and having a good time with your family, right? And I think that's something I'm loving about a lot of these stories, is that a lot of times the game itself isn't isn't the important part. It's, it's what happened around the table. Here's what I really loved about this story is he didn't explain how the game was played at all. 
all I know is how elections somewhat work. And that, to me, made me more enticed to play 1960, The Making of a President, more than any review or something. I was just like, oh, man, this game sounds interesting because he shared that story, that moment of, wait, I control the media in New York, so I win the game. But then he also curtailed it into how he always loses now that she's his wife, but at least he'll always have New York. I got the feels. Makes me feels. I've always been a fan of that kind of like, I don't want to hear what the mechanics are unless they're super unique, which most board games aren't. I want to hear what it's like to play, what it feels like to be good at the game or have a good time in the game. You know, like, I don't want to hear when you're talking about Secret Hitler that there is a parliamentary phase. Like, I don't care about that at all. What I want to hear about is that you've got all these jokes about people being fascists flying around the table, people not being able to figure out who's Hitler and accusing each other of being Hitler. Like, that's the stuff I want to hear about, you know. I don't want to hear about the the non-human part of the game, right? I want to hear about the emotions, the feelings, the mindset the game puts you in. We were scared or it was so, you know, like the first time we played World Championship Rush Roulette with one of our manufacturers who we didn't end up going with, one of our manufacturing partners, uh, they were so tense. People's hands were shaking as they drew cards. And that's the part of the game I want to tell people about. Not that it's got like this super sweet bluffing mechanic, which it's got, and that's nice, but that when you're playing the game, you yourself are unsure if you want to flip over the next card because you're so in it. That's That sells me on games way more than most mechanical or uh, rules-based descriptions of games ever will. Because that's why I show up to the table. The game is just there as a tool to elicit that memorable experience. So tell me about the memorable experience. I don't really care how we get there. I just want to have this amazing connection with the people across the table from me. So good. Do you think, in your judgment, that Delton Brack should be knighted? Absolutely. Board gamer, married his wife, plays, always loses to her scent in his audio. Absolutely, we should make him a knight. Well then, take a knee, Delton Brack. Take a knee as a Tuesday knave and allow us to knight you, Sir Delton Brack, and rise as a knight of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Good work, sir. I loved it more than I can express. I I needed it. I'd love to hear from any female knaves we have out there, too. I don't feel like we've had, like, a female knave tonight story. But if any of you are out there and you have a story, we'd love to hear from you for sure. So we want to hear from everybody. Uh, So you judge Delton Brack worthy of being Sir Delton Brack, Sean. But who are you to judge? Great little segue there. Um, So, for those of you who don't know, every year at Gen Con, there's uh, an event called the Any Awards. E-N-N-I-E-S. I I think it stands for the N-World, E-N-World forums. And you can vote on things like the best adventure, best blog, best setting, best rules. And it's all for role-playing games, right? And it's a really great thing to do and to get involved in if you haven't already because a lot of indie people show up on here and it's it's great to be able to support indie it affects sales you know it affects sales for people and so it's a great way to to tell the industry other than with your dollars how you want the industry to go what you think is valuable who you think is doing a good job and it's just a nice little thing you don't even have to go to gen kind of vote in fact you can actually vote uh, right now at www.anyawards, E-N-N-I-E, any-awards.com slash vote slash 2017. 
And you can make your way to any-awards.com, and uh, they'll have instructions there for you, too. But you could get to vote on all these things. Well, one of the things you can vote on, if you go there, up at the top is 2017 Judge. And these are the judges who, in 2018, will judge the products that came out in 2017. And I applied to be one of those judges. There's a lot of great people on here. All you have to do is uh, click on 2017 Judge, scroll down to Sean McCoy, click on where it says no vote and change that to one. That means you're ranking me. It's a rank voting system. You'd rank me first. And then click on the gray vote uh, vote button down at the bottom and you'll have voted for me. This is exciting for me because... It wanted to be a huge honor to, you know, you get to interact with all these cool products and, and give your opinion and, and let your voice sort of be heard. But also, you know, I think Alan and I would like to get into role-playing games in the future, too. And so we'd like to get to know who's who and what's going on in the industry and, like, what are some of the best of the best, right? So if you like me and you like Alan and you like this show and you like what we put out, please go to any-awards, E-N-N-I-E-awards.com slash vote slash 2017 and vote for me as a 2017 judge. My name is Sean McCoy. I think I do a super good job at it. <laughs> you are such a slut. I love it. <laughs> Give me a one, please. <laughs> but I think that's all the time we really have. Life is really busy. So we got to get back to designing our games. And you guys got to get back to sending us your emails. Where did they send their email, Sean? podcast at tuesdaynightgames.com spelled with a K oh here's one thing I want to do by the way Sean we talked about what we do in this podcast here's something that I'd like to start doing just as an experiment advice advice column so if you have any dilemmas it doesn't even have to be board game related I don't know this is a dumb idea that I just came up with go ahead and if you're having any problems Sean and I with all of our infinite board game publishing wisdom <laughs> of publishing two games, will help you through the loss in your family, the rough relationship you're going through, whatever's going on. We are there for you to give advice, even if it's how to dispense your toothpaste. So yeah, write us at podcast at Tuesday Night Games. And I'm Alan Gerding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-Ding. You can find me on the Facebook and on the Twitters, at Alan Gerding. What about you, Sean? You can find me on Twitter at, at Sean McCoy. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-C-O-Y. And you can find us at Play TKG. That's right, on the tweets. Also, check out our website, TuesdayNightGames.com. You can see our games and whatever there. Check it out. I think with that being said, this episode is... Finished! Bye. Good tight, tight little, uh, Tight little... uh, Keep it appropriate. 20, 30 minutes there. Oh, okay.